The Rever D was quiet, unusually so. Arlo had never seen its reception so entirely deserted. Even on weekends, when most of the palace's government services were closed to the public, folks still made use of things like the Tim Hortons off to her left and the Falchon police headquarters beside it. Today, there was no one, not even staff. No one sat at the information booth in the center of the room, and no one patrolled the moss and marble floor. No one posed for pictures around the gilded statues of former high sovereigns or by the enormous waterfall across the way. Where normally the budding forest canopy magicked onto the vaulted ceiling would rustle and sway in some illusory breeze, at the moment it was perfectly still. The only signs of the hummingbird fairies that tended to the palace's flora were glimpses of their vibrant rainbow plumage peeking out from the dark-leafed ivy that climbed the walls, from the lilac and rose and rhododendron bushes that flourished between ornate fixtures, and from the handsome oaks growing in place of random soapstone pillars with bluebells, crocuses, snowdrops, and black-eyed windflowers gathered around their bases. This silence was eerie. This all-around emptiness was practically unheard of. Not once in Arlo's 18 years had the Palace of Spring been shut so tightly to what seemed like everyone save a handful of its guards. And she couldn't help but wonder why the High King had chosen to do so now, and knew this meant nothing good for the meeting that called her and her mother here. Explain. Fallow, as always, got straight to the point. Orin, the burly ogre who'd seen Arlo and her mother through the doors, was quick to supply an answer to what Fallow demanded. Order from the High King himself, Commander. Effective immediately, the palace is closed until tomorrow morning. But why? I, Orin grimaced. I'm sorry, sir. I can't tell you that. I'm not permitted to speak it. The frown on Thallo's face etched deeper. Orin wasn't one of the Reverdee's usual guards. In fact, he wasn't a guard at all. As a Falchion officer, it wasn't his normal duty to mediate the palace's comings and goings, and that had been Arlo's first clue that something was going on today beyond the High King's requested debriefing. The fact that Orin very clearly wanted to tell his superior exactly what was happening here, but couldn't, meant he'd been ordered not to say by the only person whose command ranked higher than Arlo's mother's. And that didn't bode well for today at all. Arlo felt her anxiety ratchet even higher. Commander. Head snapping in the direction of this newest voice, Arlo saw the lieutenant commander making quickly for them. Claire Cardale, second to Thallo in the ranks of the Falchon and a few years her senior, had exited the FPF headquarters so silently that he was almost right beside them by the time Arlo registered his presence. Thallo, with her acute fae senses, was less surprised. Handsome as any other fae Arlo had ever encountered, Claire was also immaculate down to his perfectly pressed falchion uniform of black trousers and a sage button-down shirt with the crescent moon and windflower sigil of unsealy spring 
emblazoned in dark emerald thread on its back. He was one of the rare few who'd supported Thallo as both commander of the Falchion and the High King's sword and shield right from the beginning. A fact even more surprising to Arlo, given how obsessed she knew him to be with rules and traditions. He was a no-nonsense sort of person. Arlo honestly couldn't say whether he liked her, but he liked Thallo, or at least tolerated her. Although his stoic mannerisms made that difficult to tell sometimes. Lieutenant Commander? Thallo faced her subordinate eyeing him warily, clearly apprehensive of what he had to say on this troubling mystery. Please tell me this isn't what I think it is.